0: We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live feelessly. With Carvana... So it is the Bite Me podcast, and once in a while we like to do kind of like a supplemental kind of show segment or podcast. And with the release of Injustice 2, I thought it would be kind of fun to get uh, a friend, colleague of mine on the phone who kind of has a little uh, insight into that game, or at least one of the characters. Uh, The woman's name, Tasia Valenza. Hello, Tasia. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm thrilled to be with you. Great. Thank you. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time out to talk to me. And I know you and I, just full disclosure for everybody listening, you and I actually work together fairly, you know, frequently. Once a week, we chit chat a bit. Um, you're one of the voices on one of our radio stations here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I feel lucky that I get to talk to you every so often.
2: Well, thank you, and I would have to say the same for you. I enjoy uh, our conversations right back at
0: you, and I love working with you as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So when I started working for Move, and you were uh, one of the voices here, and I had no idea at the time who I was talking to. Um, and then I started playing more video games. We started doing our podcast, and I started looking into it a little more. And you, you're an actress. You've mm-hmm. been an actress for a while. You're very successful at what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the years, you've kind of gone more into the voiceover role, the voice acting role, and with the advent of video games becoming this big, immersive experience, you have kind of found your way into that realm, which is really cool, and it turns out, I had no idea, you're the voice of Poison Ivy in all the Arkham games and in the new Injustice 2 game that's coming out.
2: Yes,
0: I am. So, you're you're Poison Ivy.
2: Uh, so they say. <laughs> So much more than Tasha Valenza. Right. You know, radio imaging queen. I'm, uh, I've been blessed enough to be able to do uh, video games and animation in general for the last um, I don't know 20 something years.
0: So. Yeah, I was going to we were chatting a bit before we started recording, and your first video game uh, kind of voice acting gig was for Leisure Suit Larry. Is that right?
2: Yes, for all the uh, <laughs> the Leisure Suit Larry lovers. Uh, yes, I got to play several characters, including Annette Boning, which, uh, I thought it was, you know, very camp, very silly at the time, and thought, okay, this is another fun medium. Right. I call myself a recovering actress and a fully functioning voiceover artist. (laughs) Nice. I, I acted on screen for many years and then segued into voiceover and, uh, turned away from the on-camera once I recognized what a great life it was to be a voiceover artist. And, uh then I just kept doing different mediums, but being having my roots in acting, uh, you know, the video games and animation came very easily, and I just enjoyed it so much. And then, but I didn't know about 20 years ago what the medium it would become. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so I was uh, doing Leisure Suit Larry, and then I got to do Sniper Wolf and Middle Gear Solid, and I uh, really had no idea the impact of that game. And that character, which a lot of people consider Metal Gear Solid, one of the first games that they were able to take, um, video games and turn them into emotional characters that people cared about right uh, so that was really cool, but i didn't I didn't have any idea of the impact of that until really till YouTube came along, and I got to see some, and then social media. Because otherwise, you know, you're in a vacuum. You're just going on with your life. I mean, I have work, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm a mother of three, and, you know, every so often a band would say something, but it's one or two. And then the floodgates of social media open, and you're like, wow, who knew? Yeah, Before
0: exactly.
2: People think, uh, you know, that's very cool. So I've, I've gotten to play some very cool, iconic
0: Yeah, you've done, like you said, you brought up Sniper Wolf in the Metal Gear Solid series. I said Poison Ivy in the Batman, the Arkham games. But you've had roles in games from Star Wars, from Saints Row. You've been a a voice on the actual TV series Star Wars, The Clone Wars, um, Mm -hmm. World of Warcraft. Batman, uh, a Final Fantasy game, all you've just kind of done an uh, infinite crisis. Like these are not just little games that nobody's heard of. These are massive, massive games. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, these are, these are incredible games and incredible things to be a part of. And I remember when I started playing video games when I was a kid, if you wanted a story, you know, if you wanted story, you were reading it off of a screen.
1: And, right,
0: right. Yeah, so, and I mean, it was that's the way it was. It, that's just what it was. And reading, I love to read, so why not? Um, but then as the technology grew and everything grew, these experiences started coming together with actual voice actors. And I remember some of the early games, it was just quick, we're going to grab, you know, intern Bob down the hall, he's going to say this and we'll <laughs> stick it in a video game. And everybody at the time thought that was cool. But now they've become such big emotional, investing, time-consuming experiences. And they're not just games, they're stories that people actually get to be a part of now. Mm-hmm. So, and not just reading it on screen, having it acted out for them as though they're in it with the character.
2: Yeah, it's a very cool medium now. It's very lifelike and, and uh, immersive.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think... When it comes to the whole, the whole medium itself versus actual movies, what do you think, do you have any, do you think there's, a, what are the benefits of working in video games as opposed to film-type stuff? What do, you, what, do you, what do you get out of it more? Or do you well, get anything I, more out of it, or is it just different?
2: I would have to say one of the reasons I stopped being an on-camera actress and being a voice of artist to begin with uh, was the freedom as a performer and an actor that being a voice artist allows you to, rather than on film, because film is very much a physical medium. And what you look like is what you are cast at. I mean, if you don't walk in the door and they don't feel like you're what they had in mind, you're out. You know, there's not a lot of imagination when you're cast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was very much relegated to, you know, leading lady female, which was lovely, and played many roles in that. But once I was able to be a voiceover artist, whatever my voice could do, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from playing Poison Ivy to Shaq T and... Computers and kids and all the characters—I was able to all of a sudden do. So that's liberating as oh, an actor imagine. to reach outside and just express your talent and your art and say, "Yeah, if I can make that voice and I can make it believable, and you'll go on the ride with me." Well, that's wonderful, and that's what all animation video games have given to me. And certainly, um, the more it gets me realistic, the more it's fun too, because it's you know between—I haven't done cap yet, uh, but. I have worn cameras on my head now.
0: Oh, motion captures?
2: Yeah, certain kind where they're they're capturing with my movement of my face Mm -hmm. and how I speak. But it's still all about what I can do as an actor (laughs) with my voice. And I always call it giving great voice, and I love to do it. (laughs) That's so wonderful.
0: Yeah. Now, when it comes to—because I've actually had people come through my studio. We had somebody in last week from a college here in Seattle, and he was asking my advice on how to, you know, what types of things I should look for or where where they could start when it came to uh, being a voice actor because he was very much interested in being a voice actor specifically for video games. So this is is an industry that there are people now, it's not just, oh, that might be something I could do if whatever. Now people are actually studying and trying to get into this very niche type of thing. Right, that
2: was very different. We didn't have that experience where people were when I was doing it that people were trying to get into a specific genre. I was just a voiceover artist and did every sort of genre and now it's definitely more people have a a passion and they want to be involved in the industry and maybe they want to be involved with specifically the video game industry versus commercial narration, Mm -hmm. radio imaging, all the very myriad of, of different mediums that you can be as a voiceover artist and I think it's great. It always goes back to the initial thing that I tell anybody which is that you need to know your craft and therefore study acting obviously because um video games are more and more about very real acting and the more <clears throat> it's almost like a movie so they they don't want it as um exaggerated and cartoony as maybe they did it originally again you know from characters like Annette Boning to <laughs> playing uh, you know some of the characters I've played now some of it's very real and I think it's going even more real the more technology allows it to be almost movie-like. So, you know, you have to study. Um, I do believe, I guess, online you can, you can find mocap um, actual trainings around the country now, and there's voiceover workshops uh, all around the world, online studying. Um, the world is your oyster in terms of if you wanting to study that particular craft, even if you don't live in the major cities, I believe you can still do it. Oh, know, yeah. The online portals are allowing for Obviously, if you can fly and, and be physically somewhere where you know you're actually in it, it's great. I think it really comes down to you know study your craft, make a demo, and then you have to market yourself to get it out to people that will listen to it.
0: Right. So now, and like and you just said a few minutes ago, and I also heard from another voiceover guy that I work with uh, when it comes to doing voiceover sessions, whether it's for a commercial or whether it's for a role in a video game or even an animated show. He suggested, and I had never even thought of this, and you'd said it, take an acting class. Absolutely, because
2: at the the end of the day, you're not just reading lines. You have to make it come alive. Mm -hmm. And that all comes from the ability to transform yourself into the character, whether or not you're putting on the makeup or the dress or the, you know, which, again, the on-camera world or the theater world, you're really physicalizing it where everyone can see you. As a voiceover artist, you can do those same things should you choose. You want to, you know, <laughs> don on the uh, green makeup and, you know, uh, cosplay yourself into a role. If that helps you as an actor, go to it. But you still are an actor. You're a voice actor, but you're still an actor. Uh-huh. And an actor
0: studies his craft. You have now played Poison Ivy over the course of five games. How did that, how did Poison Ivy land in your arena and how did you become her and stuff?
2: Well, you know, again, I'd like to say that I'm the only actress that ever played her, but we know there's a myriad of wonderful actresses uh, that have, and voice of artists as well. And I was lucky enough to get uh, the first Arkham game. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to play, as I mentioned, strong female characters, because we are, again, as actors, what we are most comfortable with, and I'm a strong female in my own personal life, as uh, you might know. Oh, yeah. It, (laughs) It comes across, and so I... I Fell into it just through my agent and auditioning in the normal way, and uh, then one I didn't realize it was going to be three uh, games, which was wonderful and showed a great evolution of Poison Ivy. And then um, I guess they liked me in the world of uh, video games, and Infinite Crisis asked me to, to be Poison Ivy, and then uh, the same thing happened with Injustice too. So. I take it as a great compliment and an honor that my voice and my acting has um, merged with her in a wonderful way, (laughs) and people are responding to her, and uh, I think her humanity comes through. Because, you know, sometimes the characters can be one-dimensional, and and I think Poison Ivy is considered a villainess, but she's far more, and certainly I think that showed um, in in, uh, Arkham uh, Knight. Mm-hmm. When she was the Shiro actually, you know, and sacrificed herself, and so I, I really try to to lend the humanity to my characters, and and thankfully, um, the public has responded. And- oh yeah. And that's, Hopefully, I'll keep getting to player.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's one of the things that I do like about the DC universe when it comes to their uh, villains, villainesses, whatever. Um, they're not just a one-dimensional. They're not just a bad right. guy. They've yes. got their They've got their flaws. They've got their histories, and they've got their places they've been and where they're going, and they're always in some kind of state of evolution where it seems like some other comics, not not always by any means, but a lot of them, you know, they are the bad guy. They get done, and then they're gone. Right, um, no, I appreciate
2: that, you know, we are complex. Beings and they write them really well to show they're, they're complex and multi-dimensional, and the bad guys aren't completely bad or why they became that way. Mm. You know that um, this is again if you, when you become an actor, you learn you no know, bad guys think that they're bad; they justify what they do. It's it, it that's what makes it. So interesting is that if you thought, you know, you never think you wake up in the morning, like, I'm going to be a bad guy. (laughs) You make choices in your life Mm -hmm. based on your history and your belief systems. And as an actor, you make sure that those choices um, have a a reason. And it's not just like black and white, like, oh, well, it says I'm going to be a bad guy, so I better act like a bad guy. You, You think, well, why am I doing it? And then, you know, you... You justify it just as we do in in real life, why you do the things you do
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what makes them uh you know multi dimensional characters and interesting you know from the the good guys that's why people love playing bad guys, I think so much actors tend to because you know the the dimensions do seem sometimes you know the good guys they're the heroes, <laughs> and you just root for them, but they don't always get to explore some of their darker sides right and and it's you know it's a, a the villains and the villainesses, you get to have more fun kind of thinking, like, why does did, why did, why did she say that? And what does she really want when she's saying this line? And, and um, it just makes it really fun as an actor to delve into that.
0: And I was going to yeah, I was going to ask, is that probably one of the things you've enjoyed most about playing the role of poison ivy is that she is the she is quote unquote a bad guy, but she 's got such a great arc and a great story, and you get to think you know kind of differently than you would normally think in your day to day life
2: yeah well she certainly she certainly has um her belief system is to save the planet so that's certainly something you can right. Get behind right Noble. it's very noble <laughs> I mean, you, you got to love her she really does have a you know a good reason for and she's she's got a lot of angst and anger about uh, you know man messing up the, the planet yeah. so i think that you know she might go about it in, a, in not necessarily the nicest way but she certainly uh she certainly has a reason for what she does gotcha So it's fun. It's definitely fun. And she's an amazing, iconic character. And I love her along with the other ones that I've been blessed enough to play because, again, they're all interesting and they're all different for me and yet have through lines of what makes them tick. And I get to, you know, bring that to each one and try to define them in their own right. But at the same time, You know, bring truth to them. That's the whole idea.
0: Um, So we are going to link you, uh, all our listeners, we're going to link our listeners to all of your social medias and your website because you're you're online. You've got a presence there as well. Um, Where can people follow you if they're uh, listening right now?
2: Yes, thank you for asking. Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. I do try to tweet uh, as much as I can at least like several times a week and I try to respond to fans, which is uh, lovely because they're just so supportive. And I have an Instagram, and I, my website is tasiavalenza.com. Ironically, <laughs> simple but right to the point. And I, I actually have my sizzle reels on there of some of the animated characters that people might not be familiar with. The fact that I played, so that's kind of fun. I, I, I put them together, and uh, I even have my on-camera sizzle reel, which mm-hmm. shows me, you know, prior. So that's because uh, so, some of my fans are the younger ones that remember me from uh, that know me from the video game and the animation, and then I have the older ones from knowing me for when I was on camera and on all my children, so I put that together, and I always think that that gives people a kick because they just don't realize I'm the same
0: person. Right, right. So. Yeah, and when people, I think when some of our listeners pull up like your, your sizzle reels or your IMD page and when they start delving into what you've done, they're going to see a list of characters and a list of things that are going to shock them because I can guarantee you we've got a good chunk of our listeners that have heard your voice over the years way more than just Poison Ivy. So I think some people are going to be really surprised. Well, hopefully, um, and yeah. I, I,
2: I, I hope that they enjoy, you know, finding out that. Uh, some other characters that maybe they
0: like uh, are me. Oh yeah, they're going to find that you know these are these are like the Metal Gear games, the the uh, the Batman games, the Arkham games. You've just you've got such a catalog of characters and and games and films and TV, and it's I can't wait for people to. See that I get to talk to you. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, again, you know, we've been working together for quite a while, and I've been the uh, for those that live in Seattle, I think that would surprise them too. The poison yeah. ivy is the voice of uh, of movement. So, yeah. you know, that's a that's another thing. A lot of uh, that's the great thing about being a voice of artist. You're you can, and you can be so many things to so many people, and it uh. It's the joy that I get from, from doing the job.
0: Well, Tasia, thanks so much for uh, spending some time with me this afternoon. I appreciate it.
2: Adam, it's a pleasure, and I'll be speaking to you sooner than later. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Most interviews, it's like it's over, and that's it. What, what yep. last? We, you know, we get to jump back on the line. So yeah, exactly.
0: When we, when we finish with this, I've got a couple of artists uh, I need from you.
2: <laughs> there you go. So we'll be speaking right now.
0: All right. Perfect.
2: All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.